3: out of here
1: anyway. We there. On tomorrow's show, we are going to spend more time talking about the bulls. Cody Weston will be on the show. We will break down their game against San Antonio and then start talking about some of the big picture items. My hope is that we'll have a, a clearer understanding of what Zach Levine is going through. When Billy Donovan talks to the assembled media in a couple of hours but, uh, yeah, the, it seems like they can't catch a break, like, all season. But, yeah, they still still have a, a, a winning record, find themselves outside of the, the, the play-in scenario. All of that stuff is good. It's just kind of like ugh, kicked right in the gut over the last few days when it comes to the Bulls. Parkins and Spiegel are in the house. They are here to talk to you about Valentine's Day
0: and the Super Bowl. Hello, men. Hello, Lawrence, Spiegs. Six straight NFL playoff games decided by three points. How great is that? And the one before those six, a seven-point game. We didn't have a double-digit game since wildcard weekend. What a great league. It's a good way to go out. I miss it already.
1: Mm, it's done. They always send out, at some point, uh, 345 Park Avenue we'll send out how close all of the games all season were were, where they're like, look, all of our games were within one possession. And it's, it's usually around like 48, 49% or so. That is how the games end. But this playoffs, they couldn't have scripted it better. like, Here's all the playoffs that we have. Oh, Tom Brady lost. Not only did he lose, he's also retiring. Yeah. So there's that bombshell in the middle of it. And then the rest of the games are
3: incredibly good. How about scripting it without referee involvement in the negative as it came to pass here at the end? It's like this season, which had so much terrible refereeing in high profile moments for it to all of a sudden rear its head in the last couple minutes that sucks hey speaks you remember taunting yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I do remember taunting. <laughs> yeah. Has Vernon Hargraves been cut yet? By the way. Oh my God. Did they call that taunting? Originally, they called it taunting, but then they said it was. You what know, are you doing, non-uniform <laughs> personnel? I was like, who is that ball boy? He's going to be fired immediately. And yeah. It who, turned
1: who's out to that be a player. fan that ran onto the field
3: like the other fan that ran. I, onto I thought the it field. was like you know one of those dudes who like uh, you know holds the cable for the uh, for the defensive coordinator. The, the yeah, like get that. back coach. Yes, exactly. But no, it's Vernon Hargraves you
0: know it it was unfortunate like the the T Higgins Jalen Ramsey play was was massive, and then there were no flags for the majority of the game and then they come out a couple at the end. I didn't feel like the outcome of that game was shifted by the officials though. I agree
3: well, but hold on because there's a couple things that helped the Rams there at the end that extended it. and and first of all there's there's the defensive holding on Logan Wilson, but on that play, there's the false start of the entire offensive line that they missed. Yep. So that's two on the same play that kind of bail them out and extend things on a third down play. And then the next play when it was offsetting, that should not have been a penalty on Von Bell for trying to hit Cooper Cup and knock that ball out in the end zone. So that well, was the one that was offsetting. I thought that call was absolutely bogus. So there's they got bonus first downs twice in that in that way cuz well, the, the offset and gave a new first down.
0: Well I mean the Bengals got a 75-yard touchdown.
3: They did get that.
0: You know uh, you know so I like, I guess when you like yes the Rams benefited from the calls late when there is no time to overcome them but I thought that when you get gifted a 75-yard touchdown early in the game and that's just a massive scoring play it's tough for me to say that the refs decided the outcome of the game I,
3: I, you're right i don't think they decided it especially because cincinnati then had the ball it was just
0: jarring to see them basically not call any penalties all game and then for them to be heavily involved in the last two minutes of the
1: game it's that, like that it, was the jar it's
3: like part. they got a taste of the spotlight and they were like oh yeah that's right we can be involved here
1: yeah that's what it felt like well, it, but if, it was such good flow like of the game yes like, as you're sitting there watching it, you're going, oh, look at that. It's 830. Huh.
3: Three hours, and this has been super enjoyable. Yeah. I, yeah it, it had a lovely flow. I, I liked them not uh, being something that I thought about. But,
0: but I also thought that the coaches most likely were instructing their players, hey, they're not calling anything. Be extra grabby. You know, and so then the re- like if so then okay we're gonna let it go in the normal course of a game, yeah. but then when you're blatant and bear hugging and tugging on jerseys and stuff like that, we can't not call it at all. So when
3: Donald um, shoved Joe Burrow out and that was a legal hit, and then the offensive lineman went after Donald, yeah, and there was no call on any of that with everybody slapping each other in the face and going back and forth. It's like oh okay they're really gonna let that go. I kind of like that that was a no call though. Well Me right too.
0: That, that That's the thing. That's the other reason why I don't want to come down too hard on the officiating today, because, like, overall, that was a pretty – it felt like a good game in terms of the refs were not involved. It, again, it was weird to see them at the very end, but if I could if I could sign up for every NFL game to be officiated that way in terms of how little overall they were involved, how little mic time they got, uh, as long as there are humans that are going to make some errors there, like – Maybe it's a sad state of affairs with where we are for officiating, but like I'd take that game like as my baseline NFL officiated game.
3: If you knew that there were going to be like th- three game changing calls I, I, man, there weren't the that many of, penalties. No, there were, you know,
0: like they, for the most part, they were not involved in the game. And again, I'm not saying that it was a perfect game, and I'm not saying that there weren't significantly uh, game-altering calls yeah, by the Dan- officials.
1: Danny isn't saying, hey, let's grade these guys out with 100 and right. have them ref every single game. But it wasn't intrusive.
0: Right. And so many times it had been. And I'd I'd rather take a game where, for the most part, the flags stayed in the pocket than... 15 penalties over the course of the you. game and a lot of judgment that way. It just
3: it was so annoying to see them rear their heads and show up and matter like that in the final couple minutes after it not uh being the way. But man, the whole day was kind of delightful in terms of product I thought. Like I was engaged for the last about 75 90 minutes of pregame some good stuff in there as I cooked and prepped around the house and then the game was solid the commercials were there was lots of funny commercials uh, i thought it was thought. the best
0: commercial year in a long time
1: what what made you say that cuz I, I had the here's i, I kind of felt similarly danny but i i found myself going all of the commercials reached like a certain baseline none of them were like crazy good to me but i was like all of these commercial breaks have been fun you know it 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 usually you get like, oh, there was one amazing commercial, and then the rest stunk. This felt like every commercial break was kind of solid.
0: Yeah, you know, I Maybe this is weird, but like I kind of feel like I'm entering the demo of like who they're targeting. (laughs) Like there were things that were referential to things that were super impactful in my childhood and adolescence, right? Like the Sopranos. Austin Powers. That was, a, yes.
1: that was a great commercial, and,
0: and, and so like they're referencing things that were nostalgic for my generation, oh, and my yes. generation is kind of entering the time where we actually have a little bit of discretionary income.
3: Welcome, my friend. So Bring I was like, your money.
0: Yeah, you know it was it was weird, like because normally I don't feel like obviously Doritos or beer or whatever. Like I've been in that demo for a while, but it was like. Maybe eventually I will buy an electric car. Oh dude. You know like it was weird to
3: feel like they were kind of targeting me. How about that that's I think that's exactly what happened. I think it was a big game for that. Cuz the other thing is I'm sure there's a lot of people who heard about that halftime show and they're like all oh, right. And finally, none of these old time rock and rollers. <laughs> By none <far> of these are
0: <laughs> the halftime show that I knew the most songs. Yeah, that's right, not even close. I, right, <laughs> and, and,
3: and you're thinking like, that's right. None of this Tom Petty, uh, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. None of for these you. old guys. None of these old guys. And then this is full on nostalgia hip hop. Guys, thorough old guy. Like they got you. Yeah. They tricked you into feeling like you are. The cool younger people when they're actually playing to your nostalgia. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dr. Trey's, what, 56? Yeah, none of those songs. 50? What was that? The earliest song was what? 2001 from that stuff? Oh, but it was great. they They didn't go... You didn't have 90s... You didn't have the Chronic in there. Like, they had... I believe it was 2001. Was the earliest stuff.
0: It was so good. It was, it, but yeah, I think so. That that was why I think it resonated that way for me. Be like start to finish, I felt like I got all the references. Like and, and even the crypto stuff, which I know drove a lot of people crazy. It was like. Well, I've been talking to people about crypto for like six
3: years and dabbled Freaking in great. it for a couple of years. I'm sorry. I'm still in no. I don't I, care how many, be. how many products, how many varieties of crypto you throw at me, how clever your commercials are. I, I don't care. I'm still in no.
0: I understand that, but there's a little bit of a gap between you and me in, ter- in terms of age, I right? Know. And so, like, yeah, it was... That, I, that that out. that part of the Super Bowl viewing experience. Did he just called you old. I feel like that's what just happened. Well, every, yeah, day. I mean, every day, day Lawrence. The that's the show. Every- <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> every day, some form of fashion man. Uh, I <laughs> am out of touch with references that he gets and vice versa, and that's <laughs> why it works. That's yeah. Exactly. Right. exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh,
3: but yeah, so you have, I, any, uh, you have any just for men that you can spare, <laughs> Keith Hernandez? <laughs>
0: It was just your beard is
1: weird. <laughs> Thank you, Clyde.
3: <laughs>
0: did you enjoy it? Like I, because I, I did not watch nearly as much pregame as you did. I watched basically no pregame, but like from kickoff to final whistle, I thought it was a great product.
1: What does Shane think of Mickey Guyton?
0: You know, Shane uh, came in today, and we have no guests on the show, and he didn't watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, so that sounds great. You know. <laughs> Uh, so, well, you know,
1: well, I mean, I I, don't, I only know her like this past week, like getting to listen to a little bit of her music and and figuring out her place like in country music. And I know that that Shane's kind of our country music correspondent, so I didn't know what he thought of Mickey Guyton kind of going in. I thought she did a really good job with the anthem.
3: I did not know her name until uh, until it popped up um, this past week as Hey, that's your anthem singer and. Um, but I thought she sounded great, and she milked the ending. She I was did. like, oh, that over's coming in, yeah. but apparently it was like 18 seconds over. Yeah, jo-
1: Joe had been talking about the over because, you know, he's he's tapped into these sorts of things, and and I texted him. I said, oh, Mickey at the end went back to her her, her roots, went back to the gospel roots and, and got that over, and he mm-hmm. was
3: excited about hitting that over. I thought it was a beautiful voice. I thought, who did God Bless America? That was also a beautiful voice. At the beginning, was it Janae uh, Ayoko? A yes, yeah, yes, um, yeah. I thought it, so. I thought there was there was a lot of good there was music a, also some
1: misidentification of those two that
3: happened. Was she there? Misidentification? I didn't see her. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Yes, misidentification, <laughs> Elliot. She
1: uh, she did the halftime show a couple years
3: ago. Okay, and then people rediscovered her music. They were like, who's this new act that's out there? I still miss the Three Stooges, your 1967 halftime show. Is that is that right? That is correct. Get out of that here. That was one of our categories last week. First ever halftime show was the three stooges, man. Come on, that's for less. Didn't Up With People do one of the halftime three shows? Three times. Well? They? No way. Three <laughs> times. They're like, yep. Let's have that let's again. Let's have some more of that. Let's and, bring it back. And again, let's do it again. But now, now you've got this. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty great yesterday.
1: I, I enjoyed the experience of it and I wanted to, I, I I started following Mickey Guyton on Instagram probably last Tuesday or so, because I was, I was curious like what her experience is going to be like and, and running up and what were some of her influences in how she was going to do the anthem, but I thought that it came across as beautiful. Like the, her arrangement, her voice, very powerful. The halftime show I enjoyed. I wasn't over the top with it. I, I, I think a lot of us felt very protective of it. Like, oh, this is, uh, it's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, it was fine. I thought that Kendrick was actually the best part of it. The, the choreography, Song choice, even though he he ended up getting um, bleeped on some of the the most important parts of his song, but I still thought that it was great and the homage that they did to L.A. Yes. Was incredible. I thought
3: the production values, I thought that stage was badass. That set design was so cool. People climbing up and climbing over and standing on the top and the way they had it with all the cars. And Crip walking. Yeah, and and then the carpet was a a view of L.A. from overhead. So when they shot you the overhead, it looked so damn cool. And I I thought it all held together because Dre produced all of that. Right, which which
1: leads me to this: you are our in-house musician. Speaks, yo, was Dre running the board
3: because um,
1: they had a board out there for him, and at times before hmm. he played the few bars of "I Am Mad at You" uh, by Tupac, which made it all good. Tupac's back from Cuba.
0: Um, <laughs> That uh, would have been so awesome. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that would have been, been a big story, a major hologram? news story. Hologram or no, actual? No, actual. actual. No, real guy. Oh yeah, I'm still holding out hope. It Would have been. a you know what? If throw he was going to come back, that would have been the moment to come back. Though. Throw in Jim Morrison for the older folks. <laughs> Bring as well. him in too. Let's go ahead. It would have been a weirder time for him to come back, though. <laughs> I
1: don't know. It's LA. <laughs> yeah. have, have Dre play "Light My Fire" on <laughs> on the
3: piano. So was he running the board? No, I doubt it. But but he was in charge of all that stuff. Like his. Guy was running the real board. Maybe, maybe he was miming some board running uh, going on up there. But but he produced all those tracks, including Fifty, right? Yeah. And 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 I believe the Mary track is one of the few that he produced uh, of her career. So it had to be like they very carefully chose. Like I thought the whole thing was a very well articulated vision, which fits Dre. It was a really it was a really good concert, and I. Like I
1: said, I thought Kendrick was just – he was, to me, the star of it. I would have preferred Mary didn't bring the room down. Mary does that. Like, that's her her gig. But I I feel like, all right, we got the first song, the hateration and the holleration, and we're all here in this dancery. But – then then we got kind of sad, Mary, yeah. which is what we all love, which is why we buy the records, which is why she's won her gig. a boatload of Grammys. But I was like, we need Mary dance. Like, we need the Mary J. Blige dance. And, but I appreciated her, <laughs> and I, I loved her falling out of the end of it. And I actually thought the the my favorite Mary moment was her commercial, where she's like, hey, I went and got my mammogram. Y'all need to go get y'all mammogram. Go do that. I'm Mary J. Blige. She was all
0: over the Super Bowl. It was—I uh, thought the whole thing was awesome. Like, did you see the
3: Halle Berry intro to the uh, to the whole Super Bowl? Yeah, the good yes. hype at the front. They yes. did. It, it was movie business stuff, and it was strong. Yeah, Halle Berry, and then she
0: had a Caesar's commercial too. So I wasn't sure which one you were. You were. Reffing. Oh, that's right. She is. She's Cleopatra. She's Cleopatra.
3: Oh, I forgot the commercial that I didn't write down the the, the dolls. The NFL commercial with yeah. all the little figures, the, the NFL figures all doing their thing and everybody involved playing the game in the house. Did you see that one? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Was that great? And who scored the touchdown? Walter. Of Walter, course. of course. He got they his
1: they wanted to run it with Peyton and Peyton was like, really? Not you, Peyton.
3: <laughs> the Peyton Peyton that Peyton, runs Peyton. the ball. Yes, and Walter scores at the end, which was beautiful. And Because? Because he's the best. No. Why is that important? Because he didn't On get Super one in Super Bowl. Bowl Sunday. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah he, got, he finally got right. his. You're That's right. What I'm saying, yeah. you when you heard the big news, Wally. <laughs> Don't call me Wally. Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> and oh, yeah, by the way, there was a pretty damn good game.
3: <laughs> man. Oh, man. <laughs> All timer, all. Timer. <laughs> we broke Lawrence. We broke Lawrence. We just play that
0: one so often that I don't. I, no, I, 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 yeah, it, I
3: don't have was,
0: that kind of reaction it, anymore. But that's it, really good. That's was genuine timing. belly laugh. Whoa. Yeah, it's just that's it's perfect timing. Yeah, too. of course.
3: Oh We're talking well, about Peyton, and there it, he is yeah. on the score. <laughs> Chastising a host for trying to be all familiar.
0: It was it was for what was the honor? What was he congratulating him for? Hall of Fame, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a big one. And, yeah. and, and you
1: gotta remember, it was actually one of my first jobs. Speaks, you probably did it too. We used to have the Walter Payton show here. Every,
0: After Ditka, right?
1: Yeah. He would come on, and his his theme song, he loved the song Lowrider. And that was his theme song whenever he would come on.
0: That's incredible.
1: He was amazing. Like he <laughs> he and, and you would hear all the stories about how strong his hands were and Walter used to be he he would give you the grip when he'd meet you but then he like, grab your thigh, too. Like, yes! He, this was, whenever we would do the Walter Payton show, this is what he wanted
3: to come out to every week. So cool. I forgot that that was the song, man.
0: I always associate this with Gone in 60 Seconds, but the Walter Payton show on the score is it, better.
3: Was this the theme for the
1: George Lopez show for a couple years, too? <laughs> I think you're right, Lawrence. <gasps>
0: what a run this song had.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, great, go. man. Yeah. You cashed
3: them checks. Yeah. War deserves all of that. Every bit of that. They deserve. Was Conti in war? Or was he what band was he in? Mm, the Chris, Balco guy. Chris Conti? No, not him. Victor Conti. Victor Conti. No, no, Victor Conti was part of like the San Francisco funk scene. And I believe his brother was in the Tower of Power. Okay. So he wasn't himself. I thought
1: he was in Tower of Power, but you're right. Yeah. I think it was his brother. It's
3: either his brother or his cousin. So he was part of that whole scene. And then discovered the magic of performance-enhancing drugs, which is a mm. different world to inhabit. Get you paid. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it no, no question about it. <laughs> uh, so we're hanging out today, Lords. That Our plan is basically just talk about the Super Bowl. We'll do a little Bulls at some point. Talk about it with the the, uh, the audience and just hang out. Because all-time wide receiver season, all-time defensive player career, two Fascinating quarterback angles, commercials, halftime show, Spiegs' experience as a degenerate, our pick segment revisited. <laughs> we have a lot to get into over the course of uh, four hours today. Danny,
1: remind me for tomorrow's transition yeah. for, for us to talk about all of the goings on from a media standpoint. Because Okay. The, I mean... All that stuff like yesterday. I'm always
0: down to talk media with you. You know that when
1: it. That's why I'm saying like I don't want to forget to do this because I want to kind of get your opinion on this. Like it's going to be complete turnover and chaos when when it comes to Sunday night football, Thursday night football, Monday night football.
0: Well, yeah, and it's and we'll do it. We can do it tomorrow. You're right, but. uh... And a new player, a new uh, check check writer has entered the chat with unlimited money.
3: And there they were on display during commercial breaks last night with that logo, which is unimpressive, frankly.
0: Yeah. Do you agree? Well, It's like the letters are chopped off on the side.
3: I don't understand. It's weird. You can't can't pay for a better logo than that.
1: Got to do better. You can do better. Uh, all right, so, yes, yeah, so let's put that on the docket for us to discuss okay. tomorrow.
0: Sounds good, Lawrence. Uh, have a good day. All, all right, boys.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month.
0: New iPhone 15s? It's better all
1: here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>